Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone, and welcome back to It's a Good Podcast. I know it's been a long while waiting, and uh, we're back. It's a for long wait. Now, we're here yes, again. Sir. <laughs> but in this uh, system, we're even recording, like, in proximity, we are trying to find our footing. As now, we're doing school, and uh, we are now, as you can see, firing from each other. In so, but against all odds, we're here again in order to entertain all of you. So, how have you been with Oh man, it's been it's been a really, really long time since our last episode. Our last episode was probably May, the one we recorded with Kozi uh, and was Kimba there. I remember we recorded with Kozi, but I can't remember who else was there. Yeah, I, I think, think probably Kimba. Yeah, I think Kimba was here in Brian. Yeah, Kimba. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember that being our last episode. That was going to go down as our last episode in school. I remember we we're, were supposed to do another episode. That one didn't pan out, so it really pained me. I know it really pained you as well. We're really <laughs> looking forward to that episode. Cooking for that episode now. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're cooking because we wanted to wanted to have everybody wanted to have a lot of people basically on that episode just sharing experiences and all that stuff but due to uh did i say unforeseen circumstances now uh, yeah unforeseen because uh, we planned something and <laughs> didn't work out so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, let's just let's just stick with unforeseen circumstances good yeah so <laughs> you know we're back again we uh it was actually a hard decision to decide whether to continue or not i mean both of us knew we wanted to continue but uh, we just weren't sure what medium would use to achieve it because you know we don't particularly live we don't live particularly close to each other and then um network issues all that stuff guests things like that so yeah, this is still more of like a testing episode where we are trying to navigate what we are doing ahead of the new season, both in terms of the theme and in terms of guests, in terms of a lot of stuff we're doing. So, um, but on the on the upside, we have mics now, so that's that's a plus. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for a new season. How do you feel? Yeah, I'm excited too. I mean, it's not easy, you know, like, because school is one of the reasons we're able to start and, like, you know, be consistent in a way. Yeah. But um, we graduated and then summer too was long and then the whole stuff we're doing. But at least we're able to find our way thanks to um, Spotify for Podcasters for our platform. There's a way you can you know, record with someone from afar. All you have to do is just invite the yeah, person. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. it's still a good medium to record as you've always used. Uh, so, um, yeah, as usual, we're going to be talking about our favorite things, in, uh, music and sports, the trends, the, you know, whatever is trending at the moment, whatever we, we see during the week, whatever catches our interest. And, yeah. um, yeah, kicking it off, Seth, there was this, um, 
I don't know if you've listened to Mikel's new podcast, the Obi Wan podcast. I just saw he was a guest. I didn't even know he was something that he started. But I did see one stuff about Abramovich. <laughs> that he was talking oh, about yeah, Abramovich. Yeah. Is, that, is that what you wanted to ask about? Yeah, no, not even that. Like, first of all, because I remember this was during summer, so I wasn't even around. And I saw it on IG that uh, this was around August. He posted this teaser. He said, um, I'm cooking something or something like that. Oh. And then... Um, like a week after I posted that, he unveiled um, the OB1 podcast. So, the OB1 is like a play on words of, you know, Star Wars now. Yeah, of course. The OB1 Kenobi, yeah. So, they called it the OB1 podcast. And um, I was really excited for the podcast, actually. He's doing it with one white guy. I don't know. I don't think that one is particularly affiliated with football, but probably he's had experience podcast host so probably that's why it's there so yeah they're running things together i know their first episode was jt john terry second episode was frank lampard third episode is uh osima good like you invited them yeah but that's the thing that's one thing i really don't i mean it's okay as well but i I prefer like podcasts where the guests are actually physically present you can so that's one thing for me because like what they did was send them a link, the guests a link, and then the guests just came in over a video call and they were speaking. I mean, they, it, was, it was still cool. I mean, you know, it's not like they were in Nigeria and then they were using AT Salat or something at the net office. It's not even AT Salat anymore. I mean, it's now mobile. Yeah, yeah. It's now mobile for like, for like five years. I'll never get used to calling them that one. Like, so, yeah. It's not like they were in Nigeria and the network was bad. So the network quality was still good, but at the same time, it was just, uh, you know, it, it just feels like it would have been better if they had the guests physically present. You know? I get you. Like the dynamic would have been better. But still, it's a nice podcast, and it helps that, like, Mikel, in the cases of Terry and Lampard, he was their teammates for a long time, over seven, eight years. So they were comfortable with him in that dynamic. And in the case of Osimhen, is a you know is a national team legend. So Osimhen was also comfortable in that in that case, you know. So yeah, um, and he, he has been doing media rounds recently to promote the new pod. And because um, I know he did one with Talksport like last week and this week he did with uh, Rio Ferdinand as well. So. Uh, maybe we should start with the talk sports one before we go to the Ferdinand one. On the talk sports one, you mentioned um, Abramovich, you remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Abramovich, and how when his dad was kidnapped, Abramovich was like, uh, what do you say again? Like, you know, if, if I send people, like, I could have your dad back out in like two days. Uh, that was crazy. Abramovich, <laughs> man. The general, no. Yeah, I know that was that was why they chased him out of actually to be honest, like bouncer said, do you think the the sanctions were fair? Uh, sanctions were fair, but at the same time, war when there's war there's human lives involved, you know, like people I know England are like the US in the sense that they're a very performative country. Even yeah, the FA it's very performative. They don't really care. They don't really care about 
they might not really care about something, yeah, but they care about the public perception that surrounds them. Yeah. That's so true. when yeah, when when other people were imposing sanctions and everything, they probably just felt left out and they're thinking what can we do? <laughs> and to me they just use the opportunity to punish just <laughs> to punish just but that that I feel like that period strengthened my love for Tukel even more because Tukel said something I can't say it verbatim like word for word now but I remember he said something like uh, even if we need to walk to to the venue of uh, Champions League matches that we'll be walking because they like they shut down their accounts and everything all that stuff together oh yeah that was true <laughs> I feel I mean it was sad but at the time was funny because I can imagine mm-hmm. them like they, they, they can't pay the electricity bill or something there's no light on the training ground and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it also <laughs> affected the wages for the players you know, and staff also yeah, man, it, was, it was just a dark period I wish they didn't force him to sell because this, this bully guy man I don't know it feels like throwing money at everything there also there's no it's like there's no structure the guy just wants to buy anything and flash it then he's like I want it the funny thing is he's not even playing it like his football manager he's playing it like FIFA career mode because there's a big difference at least a football manager you have a definite budget you negotiate you um, you know you do a bunch of things you make sure you person can play your play style of your team you make sure do a lot of different things yeah but then this one this guy is literally is like FIFA career mode because he's just flashing one or whoever he's like he's just looking at people's ratings in the game and just saying okay you 80 million another 50 million for you another you know 100 million for you it's crazy speaking of Chelsea what do you even think about their about their role this week. Do you think it's all it's all a facade and they will <laughs> they will give out to their normal losing streak or disappointing streak. I mean the draw in a way is disappointing yet some people are still okay it's like I still happy about it. Bro see the way Chelsea fans were talking about that draw man you would think they beat Man City for them. <laughs> That's true. Totally <laughs> Like this season, I have not seen any single game that their fans have celebrated as much as that Chelsea game. Bro, you would think it was something else. You would think they just won the league or something. When they were celebrating a 4 4 draw with Martin. And that was one point. And if not for Copa myself, that, that one point, the Finos here. Do you think it was, it was right for you guys to leave your to reach Chelsea because I always have I always have this perception like one more if you go to Chelsea as a technically gifted player like you're just winning yourself like there's no way you can excel because of the way they play around ball I mean Chelsea like PMP now yeah only a few players have have excelled as technically gifted as Hazard Juan Mata Oscar who else I mean just three that can come up top of my head. So who else? Like Do you think William, William was technically. Uh, I never will take William in Chelsea, man, to be very honest. Oh, yeah. And I 
I remember because what you really was when I started actually being a deep football fan. So you were one of those footballers I did I didn't like for any reason. William uh, yeah, and Dembele. Yeah, they always irritated me, man. Wait, which Dembele? Musa Dembele? Usman now. That one that is not where to do slippery jet in World Cup, man. Yeah. It was all for the good, man. We still do one year anniversary now, so. Ah, oh, bro, what a what a day, man. That's what right. Um, so you were talking I, about. I'm telling people. you, man, that that game. This guy was playing it. These two guys were playing it with hate in their hearts. Sterling and uh, Kopama, guy. Of course, now. I think it's hatred. Was hatred they were using to play that game. Nothing. <laughs> It was a good, it was a good match. Very honest. Well, that's telling. I'm sure he hates Pep with his life. I mean, he had every reason to leave. It's like Pep had every reason to let him leave City. The guy was knocking you, and he was now demanding for more time. Like you're not even putting in the work. You waste a lot of chances, and and then you're demanding for no, more. But I feel like when Sterling retires, people will appreciate him more. Wasn't he like England's top scorer at you 2020 or so? I think he I know. The guy actually like for England he comes up uh that years, the last years, throughout the group stage he was one scoring for you now. Until yeah, exactly, so. Uh, so you know. Funny how Rashford, now that I think about it, Rashford it's goals for England are like when they are like four zero. <laughs> I can't think of one single important goal Rashford has got. Probably his most important moment in the league. I think Rashford's most important goal for England is his baby goal. I think. I think it was the English player. But it did not even matter. It was probably his friend or something. Mm-hmm. That moment was that penalty. Uh, Rashford for England is like folding for us. Just cherry on top. Ah, <laughs> uh, folding, folding. Uh, don't see that. Yeah, yeah folding, folding is a nice thing to some guy. When has folding ever scored a winner? Think about it. Uh, I can tell you one. Important goal that this guy has scored is um, that folding has scored was. The goal against Tottenham, 18-19. It was a back-to-back match, like Man City and Tottenham. Wait, 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 wait. 18-19, wasn't Donald Trump still the president of the US? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's funny, yeah. <laughs> she and Ipotangu now. She is saying he's always going. Didn't Aguero have a functioning heart, sir, yeah? And Erickson? Yeah. <laughs> ah, <bro. laughs> no, you, you see, you even proved my point. For you to go that far back to prove that Foden has scored an important goal, it's crazy. Too sure. You have points. Yeah, yeah. What was I talking about? I think, yeah, I referenced the Mikal podcast. So, Excuse me. So the podcast he had with um, Ferdinand Rio Ferdinand presents five. He said um, he was talking about what we know as black tax, basically, 
uh, only tax. Black tax. That's in the sense that when you make a huge amount of money, people feel entitled to it, especially in Africa, in terms of relatives and distant cousins and things like that. They always want to have, you know, have a say with what you do with your money and they feel like you owe them something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sure. And a lot of other African players, because I know um, Emmanuel Adebayo, I think his was the most severe case because he said that um, his family members were actually going as far as using diabolical methods to try to trap him, you know. And I, I think that's crazy, personally, because for you to be able to, for you to be willing to go to that extent to, you know, to subdue somebody that that didn't even do anything to you just for the pure fact that the person is successful or more successful than you are, it's crazy. It's genuinely so crazy. Yeah, for you, for you. Yeah. So, they were billing the guy and he had to pay that thing, the kill. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, he was like, because he mentioned a lot of scenarios and circumstances. He says, okay, you have sisters now. Your sisters go and get married to a guy that knows, obviously, they are Mikel Ubi's sisters. And, you know, he wants you to sort him and take care of his family because you are Mikel Ubi and because you're sorted, you get. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then he says sometimes, okay, you marry my sister just so you can say, okay, I'm in, into Mikel Ubi's family. And then you have, like, six children. I want him to pay the school fees of everybody. And you are billing him for normal household expenses. It's, it's insane. Like, I don't even care how much the person is making that. If you are a man and you're doing something like that, that's even shameful for you. To be billing another man, your sister's, um, your wife's brother, to be, you know, footing expenses for you after you've had lots of of kids. So, you know... Yeah, I'm this intention. Guys, how you, like, buy food in country, like, like, when he was talking about it, he said it so passionately that I really feel for him because, ah, bro. And the most fucked up part was that Nigerians were actually dragging him on social media. They were calling him stingy and stuff like that. And I was like, what? It's just the like... The entitlement is crazy. Peter trade now that guy won how much? Not like 10 years. The punter that are giving the odds, <laughs> oh, okay, you know, like yeah, yeah. or something. And people on Twitter, that thing, that like, so I thought it was stupid. I was that like, I thought it was stupid. I think it was stupid. He makes a living off betting, yeah. and this guy just won for the first time. I think it was Femi Babs. I'm not sure, but I know someone I know said it on Twitter. I was like, the guy said he would try that. If it was him that wanted to, nobody would put here for actually. <laughs> Nobody even have uh, who cares? Well, that's the pin. If you want for it for me, I didn't say anything. Nobody would care. We just you know, nobody would know. The fact that I actually came out and they had the mind to even they had to even give the punter something. It doesn't matter. I'm sure that's not the first time he's played that particular punter's games. And all the ones he has lost. It's not like he's asking the punter will not give you any money you. Uh, so when I was just seeing that thing, I was disgusted to be honest. And you know, like, the guys that edited those odds. Yeah, it's just, it's just so stupid. Yeah. If yeah. you have... Bro, I don't care if Mikel was earning 500 billion naira per week. 
It's not that if he doesn't want to give his cousins, he shouldn't give them. And you know, that's not about that. I'm not entitled to his money. Ah, bro. Even if he wants to do a car go up to me, if nobody had, nobody should judge him for that because, I mean, everybody is, and I can bet, funny how I can bet it with you that these people didn't contribute anything to his career. His success is like, bro. And again, it's probably just going to be like, ah, I get this brother, or my brother at all now, Mikel, maybe it's a chop, yeah, stuff like that. I'm very sure all these work of disappointments, the full man, it's all the guy. Nigerian, very stupid people. Bro, is it not Nigerian? Apparently, because I was also monitoring the thing on Twitter because people were dragging him. So people that were in just said he opened an enterprise for his dad. Um, I can't remember. I think it was a transportation logistics company sort of P that he opened for his dad. That thing was shut down. Shop for his mom as well. He now opened, he spent so much money. Guy, he opened a record label for his younger brother. That one too apparently was a footballer, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. Was he wasn't as successful as Mikel, obviously. Career didn't pan out. He opened the record label for this guy, provided money for merchandise, recording, you know, um, the office that they'll stay, every single thing. He even gave them money to do collabs with some artists. Uh, and everything bust. You know, work out. You can everything bust. So, man, at, at that point, what do you actually want to do? I have to do account for doing good Samaritan. Like, at the end of the day, you came in yourself now. Like, everybody came into the world by themselves. Like, you have to do. You have to sort out your face, self, yourself first, like, before you sort out people. Ah, bro, like, Guys, apparently, not even just that record label, record label, logistics company, poultry farm, and everything bashed. You know, at one point, the family itself was supposed to be looking in, inward, like, you know, introspectively and thinking, what we are doing, is it actually sensible? Nothing, no. I just come on, bleed, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's worse because he's married to a white woman, he's married to a Russian, Olga Diachenko. It's her name. And you mm. know how Nigerians are when it comes to all these marriage videos. Says the white woman that is poisoning his mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Nigerians, man. God, God will actually save us from that stupid mentality. Yeah, so, and moving on, sir. So, what was both stuff? Like, you know, we had plans to wanted to discuss in the last episode. So let's just clear up the air. We're planning on doing like you know some sort of nostalgic stuff with our guests. I'm talking about um like our memories. Going down memory lane in school our five years. And yeah, so let's do a recap, quick quick recap on like what we wanted to talk about and what was meant to be our last episode for season one. Okay, yeah. But if I'm being completely honest, I see our post for that episode, though, like, it might seem very, you know, outlandish at this point. That might not happen, but I still, you know, if everyone is together before the end of the year, who knows? She shall. I'm not too hopeful about it. 
But I feel it was just the second. And that was the year Messi scored that goal against Gabao. That one that he picked it up from the halfway line and dribbled to the post in the Copa del Rey final. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And they gave it to that Lira guy. And I remember he cried on stage. He meant a lot to him, obviously, because, you know, he wasn't even... He didn't even have a club at the time and, you know, stuff like that. So... FIFA likes stories. They like things like that. It's you know, politics doesn't always ah come on. The people want to act like politics has not worked for Ronaldo as well. Like twenty thirteen, for example, the one against Frank Ribery and Messi, where they extended, they actually extended voting. <laughs> like voting was done, and after he scored the hat trick against Sweden, they now brought it back. Ah, come on, man. Mind you, he was the only person, and I think he's still the only person to win the Ballon d'Or without winning a single trophy. For winning trophy, yeah. Ah, bro. He won the Ballon d'Or without winning anything. That's what I see, man. It could be for this discussion, yeah. So... But, Maybe I've been know, seeing, I've been, sometimes when I'm arguing with some people, when I, before I even got tired of arguing, I've been saying, like, both of them deserve it, but it all, like, boiled down to the voting. I mean, these people that were voting for it, it was journalists, and people always have bias to this type of things. So, just the way the people yeah. that are saying does not deserve it have their own bias. It's the same way yeah, exactly. people who have to vote for it have their own bias. Like, if you look at the previous votings, Back when France football used to make every country in the world vote, you can see how biased the voting oh, was. Yeah, some people do. Some countries don't vote first year too. Yeah, yeah. I ever thought this game was doctored. There was this guy that voted from Uzbekistan or something. First of all, I don't see why Uzbekistan should have a vote in the ballot. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to whoever this may offend, but countries like Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan should not have a vote in the <laughs> I mean, it's harsh, but like I feel it's nothing about the countries themselves from a political standpoint or whatever. I just feel like countries that are outside the top 100 of football also should not be allowed to <laughs> No, they changed it. It's now street now. It's now top 100 that votes and top 50 uh-huh. for women. Because I'm telling you, this guy literally said, this guy said that, um, they asked him why he didn't vote for Lewandowski. He said, Lewandowski can't dribble that. Look at his FIFA stats. FIFA can That is not fair. And he's not, yeah, he's not fair. And he can't yeah. <laughs> So, so he's in the voting for card, yeah. That's the same. I need more voting at all. And you see, I generally. That's the best journalist to my dad. So he makes reports with yeah. the virtual betting. <laughs> so you see stuff like that. Mikel was um on the podcast episode he did with Simon. He was asking why um. It was, you know, it was. We brought up this thing. It was like he's disappointed that Nigeria's vote for Ballon d'Or didn't go to Simeon. That I saw Nigeria voted for Messi and he was disappointed. And I was like, ah, bro, if everybody was voting for their country person, do you think, how do you think the Ballon d'Or would go? To be fair, man. 
<laughs> for everybody was bro. I wanna tell you first the big one of bad things. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. First, the day one of Mbappe in first position. If I were him, Mbappe I would be more offended. Mbappe did not deserve that team in any way. Like... No, but yeah, the funny thing is, if he, if he ended up winning that World Cup or more, he could have won. Of course, now. Like, it should be a change of story, of course. But, like, bro, seeing like, after he woke up, he won the league. And I think he won the Golden Boots. There was nothing spectacular about the season after all. Messi's three was like it was crazy. I think that was one of the reasons why he deserved it. And then performance wise, they always say he shit in PSG, but like if you look deep in PSG stats, you know, in the league, you yeah, see yeah. that oh this one is just it's just hit that is making people not to see. And yeah, the guy actually tried to go and check like his um, He's, because he wasn't playing as a striker, he was playing as a second striker. So check out his creative stars. He won't go wise if he wasn't he wasn't terrible. You know, they always want to judge him by goals and things like that. I just feel like the PSG ultras they those being sad because France lost the World Cup finals <laughs> and they wanted to put it on him. I think no, he wasn't the only Argentine in the team to only feel it. They were just paying. PSG ultras is actually good our punishment. But how you go all the way to Miami and go and make cause a nuisance? <laughs> so it's going there. <laughs> like they didn't get their money's worth of words. Like they literally got the IPC. They won't have time to like these guys are crazy. Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, we still use the trap for that. One thing I would have really loved to happen was that 2021 message to Man City. I would really have loved it to happen, man. I mean, as a as a Manu fan, as a United fan, it probably would have been for the best. But like, I really would have wanted to see him in that Man City team, honestly. Oh yeah, would be crazy. Nah, it would be too crazy. And you know, it was because they could they didn't get him that they signed Greenish. So just imagine the drop off. Drop 200 in for Grealish. <laughs> yeah, I don't even criticize other people's transfers with him. You said you shouldn't. Have you forgotten which club you are supporting? Oh, yeah, don't worry. Yeah. Talking about yeah. mine on this episode, it's not going to be, it's not going to make sense. Like, <laughs> it's just, pass. Let's give yeah. it a pass. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, about. The amount of courses I, I spill on Anthony's head every day. This is Anthony, you are spilling course on. Yeah, I'm yeah, going as far as causing the Glazers, if you don't know. Because <laughs> these guys. No, no, the Glazers, they, own, they have a special place in here now. Anthony is not far behind. Shout out to that one too. Marcel, Marcel too. I don't know. People let these guys slide in the <laughs> Nothing. People, people still believe in Marshall. <laughs> like, I became. <laughs> okay, Marshall, Marshall always kills me because, like, this guy's not nothing to warrant how much people believe. <laughs> okay. 
Now, people believe in you so strongly and I always feel bad. Like, cause why? What is, what is even, what is prompting this belief? Has it shown you anything? That... Like, what he had before that made him score? Like, was he not eating good? At least Sancho, for example, now, people that believe in Sancho, hey, reason there, because, you know, Bundes, this guy was balling, all that stuff, he was, um, wasn't even a meter for Bernardot, like, top 31 year like this, uh, but he was like really good, shall you get? So people see how reason, but Marshall, like this guy has not scored up to 30 goals in one season before. He has never. So what is all the force about? Uh, but to be honest, um, I think if you consider singing Sancho, I can't lie to you. But I think it's a lot of time to pack his If I if I get forty if I get forty million for Sancho like this, it's gone. You say that guy, go on. See, the problem is we sell them, we do even correct ourselves. That's to tell you how bad the structure of the club is. No good scout. No good Guy, we have only made the profit uh, on one first team football line the last five years. Who is that? Guy, you can't believe we guess we I can't say I can't even remember that. Guy was Daniel James. <laughs> Oh shit! I lost you. Okay. I think that they're just better than Anthony Shaw. Oh yes, guy. Yeah, you don't believe I tell you this thing. I was talking with Elijah. I was talking with Elijah last week in my house, and he's telling me like, bro, Elijah is better than this guy. Man. Like he scored a third more goals. Me I've been saying it's like if we actually had a good system like for scouting and all if you actually were looking for a good, like, left-footed right finger, Gerald Bowen was no power. He was just in London. You have to go all the way to... Gerald Bowen is even too far. See, guy, I'm telling you, we could have just gone to Cobham, eh? We would have gone to Cobham, Chelsea's Academy, and picked a random right winger. I would have... <laughs> would have the same outfit. I have to... I have to... I have to... Like... Anthony, getting pulled up, getting pulled up for Brazil. Like, you should tell you, you didn't be doing that thing. No, he's a, he's a son of grace. Give it a bad time. He's so behavior is very Yahoo boy-like. Have you not noticed? He dresses like one also. <laughs> yeah. Guys, from the tattoos to the head. <laughs> like, he looks to the To the beating his girlfriend. Yeah, everything about him just screams Yahoo. Even mm. and the funny thing was guy on this guy's first game, like on his first ever match, I saw it too. I can't lie. So I was already seeing some things, but you know, as well, he scored already and the adrenaline. So I was like, uh, you know, let him cook. <laughs> ah, bro, he was cooking rubbish. Funny how I don't think in the history of my you have ever given up on the signing as fast as I gave up on Anthony. 
I'm a bad person. Another person died. Uh, oh, not true. But people don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not true. It's just uh, you know, last minute. Uh, this last twenty minutes just bring yeah, you yeah, more work. Yeah, you cut out to be a money starter. To be very honest. <laughs> no, but another thing my fans do that I hate it. Every single academic prospect, we always do as if they are the second coming of Messi. And it's so annoying. We hype everybody. The latest person we have started to hype now is Mino. Apparently, he's the next Pogba. Well, to be honest, like, a money fan can be used on to be realistic. Like, so very nice. And it's sad because when you now try to be telling me, are you even a fan? When I'm having honest, like, honest conversation with them, with Chiki, the girl will not be telling me that I'm not a money fan. I'm like, bro. Oh, bro, you two are the guy. I'm not going to tell me that I'm not a money fan. At the beginning of the season, I said there's nothing we are going to do. And he was saying that I'm not optimistic. That I should start to be, you know, think positively about myself. Uh. Like, what's the point of thinking positively? If in my thoughts are not going to be reality. So, like, you just be in my head now. Um, it, it will be between me and football manager. Those thoughts. Mm, like, but when we were signing Onana, man, I was like, oh, I know. Uh, the keeper I wanted, uh, will be something. Mike there. Magna. I really wanted Magna. Um, I knew we could not get that guy, man. So, but it is Magna. I've never seen an injury pro keeper in my life. Fox, sir. Fox. How are you able to keep on going? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, I wanted Magna. This, well, we signed Johnny Evans. Another thing, see, what people don't understand is at this point, I don't think there's anything more you can, that, you know, anything that more you can do that will surprise you. I don't think there's anything more you can do that will surprise you. And I've, I've just seen too much. Over the past 10 years, I've been a, you know, vehement, very active fan. And, uh, bro, I've seen... Uh, so, I've seen so <laughs> I think like, he's really going to fight because on the ball, he's not the most clever defender, if you look at it. <laughs> you got, people were telling me, we are not going to sign Geneva. Like, people were... They always say... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So, so I said that when we were about to sign this guy, and people were telling me that was temporary. I was saying, I said that this was going to be a good guy. I said, if you think that we're just getting this guy, if you think that we're just getting this guy, if you think that we're just getting this Oh, oh, sign, wait, sign me. Sign, sign me. Um, what was his name again? John Evans. Oh, one thing is like, you know, since John Evans has come, like, Varane, he has even been getting more game time than Varane. Like, Varane is basically fourth in the pecking order because literally should come back from injury. Like, Varane will be the thing. Like, he'll be fourth. Like right yeah, on but, the third because it's Maguire, Jamie Evans, Lindelof. 
Oh, he's still even fourth, so with no level. So I think there's a fair point to Varane not even playing because he's like I said on the ball, he's not the most clever of defenders. So do you like agree with Ten Hag not playing Varane? Yeah, yeah, Ten Hag's man management is very suspect. Concert and it was so good, it was brilliant. The presentation, his stage presence you know, he just has that aura. As um, if it goes down, we'll say he has that aura. <laughs> yeah, now aura boy now. And this, uh, um, this new release he dropped before by the tour, um. What's the name of this? You will show like a party of Viv and Roses. So, what do you think about the EP? The EP you just dropped. Well, I don't have much to say. The sense that I wasn't particularly distinct for it. for me in his discography. It's not like it really stands out. But what I really like is the cohesion. 
like how cohesive it is. I like our album that follows um, a particular pattern. Something that is a lot of people argue that is monotonous, but I don't really like that. Like I tweeted something um like two weeks ago and I, I think Buju Buju reposted it on Benson as it's called now. And it was that um a lot of times, especially in Nigeria, albums that are sonically and thematically cohesive or sonically or thematically cohesive, it gets misinterpreted for it being monotonous. I mean, which is which is a bit true because when you when you make songs that sound alike or follow a similar theme or follow the same theme, you stand the risk of being viewed as monotonous and you know it gets repetitive stuff like that. But at the same time, people ignore that. Isn't that the purpose of an album in a way to portray where the artist's mental state is at that particular period in time, or how far the artistic development has come at that period in time? So if you're singing a if you're singing songs about women, let it be about women. If you're singing songs about, you know, social justice or, um, you know, female empowerment, then let it be about that. Let the album follow that thing. You can have one or two deviations, obviously, but like, let that be the primary theme of the album. So uh, I feel I like... Did, <laughs> I just yeah. that woman so safe. I don't remember this Ruga's album, which I know. Exactly, Ruger, exactly. You want to be an Ashawo, be an Ashawo on your album. And that was exactly what Ruger did. He did it to the maximum. So it's not like you sing, um, although some people sing about multiple things and do it well, like African Giants was an example. He had an overpowering theme of, um, you know, or let me say an underlying theme of social justice and um, emancipation of the African people, all that stuff. But he also had some good songs about women. He had some songs about flexing. And he did everything in a way that made sense. You know. So at the same time, it depends on the artist. But me personally, my personal taste is something like that. That's why I like more love, less ego. That's why I like more love, less ego. And uh, uh, I think the same can be said for the end as well. I don't think he must be very real. What do you think about more love, less ego not being nominated for, for Grammy? <laughs> Once again, you know, I was telling you, I was, I was telling you, yeah, um, yeah they are good songs, bro. Oh no, I'm no, I'm not too much of a fan of the album. Like, I told you, like, yeah, I, 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 I told you, like, after it, I didn't like, like, a lot of songs, but I grew to meter like, you know, yeah, all the songs. But I told you that Omo um, it doesn't feel slap. And then keep telling me like, you know, this is his best album collectively, and I was disagreeing with you like, bro, am I? Yeah, yeah. You are like what? he has perfected the sound, and I'm like, bro, if you say he has perfected the sound, you need to be appreciated and you know get the nomination for Grammys. No, that's that's the thing, man. You're operating on the premise that Grammys have had like. You know the, the judges of what's good music are not like, like, like you know the conveners of the Grammys just sit down and they listen to every single track on every single album, in every single country. No, no, you submit it now. You submit it to be nominated now. Okay. Yes, you no, do. you don't. But at the same anything. time, like, my point is like, it's not just the music that plays a role in if you're nominated for Grammy or not. There's so many things that go. 
How do you think David Doe? David Doe has done like, has done like five unavailable remixes now. Uh, what do you think that? <laughs> so, what do you think is the reason he was not So, I remember like Adi Kabasa posted something as well on his um, IG like three months ago or something where he was like, he had a conversation with somebody that I used to think Grammys was mainly about the music. And he had a conversation with someone and his eyes were opened about the politics that goes on within the Grammys. I'm not necessarily saying it's bad. I'm just saying that there's a lot of, I don't want to say decrying, but I have to, I, I, I say you have to be very strategic if that's your plan. Especially if you are from Africa. People like Drake, people like Beyonce can afford to be lax because, you know, they're they are so established that the Grammys have to reward them anyway or at least nominate them. But then people like, us, us being Nigerians and Africans, people in diaspora, you know, outside America generally, you have to go that extra mile of you know, appearing on American talk shows, make sure your song is heard on the radio, that's with payola or whatever. Have to make it uh, make some viral TikTok and Nikon challenges. The video did that we unavailable on MIO Essence was that song. You know, all these, they have like all these viral sounds. TikTok plays a huge role now, so you have to have a song that's popping on TikTok. Yeah. So there's so much effort you need to put into all this stuff. You have to sort of lobby for it. And I don't feel like Whiskey does management team did that. They just dropped the album and the promotion was not even there at all. I feel that's why a lot of people still don't read that, that album that highly, just because the promotion the effort in promotion was not there, not necessarily because of the content. Yeah, yeah I agree. Now. I agree. <clears throat> but do you think the promotion was there? Do you think the album was still be more Definitely, guy. Yeah, definitely. I feel like not only would they have been more appreciated, they would also have been nominated for Best Global Music Album at this year's Grammy. Yeah, but the, the, the major shocker was the nomination of Amapiano. I didn't expect it at all. Like right. it's crazy mm-hmm. the whole is doing because like unlike the other artists that get that get nominated like Bonaboy individual, like, some way you can try and lip sync as a foreigner you can try and like lip sync your song but like Ashake speaks you <laughs> his sound is very different like you know Ashake is an amapiano merchant now basically after amapiano. Yeah, I don't hear it like I like the song. I love the song. I'm like this really stupid. But um but that's by the way. So yeah, like for him to get this kind of traction, you know, it's crazy and like I mean he's really doing well. Gathers dropped the remix of Lonely at the Top. Although I've not listened to it, it sounds quite old <laughs> with the person he even featured for the remix. But yeah. I remember anytime, like now, anytime I jump up to Ashake, I just remember when Shed was telling me like his employer during summer was like, Yeah, I listened to Nigerian artists that I know this guy is shark. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, the guy that sounds lonely at the top. I'm like, oh Ashake, he's a Ishak. So right now, like that's why I call Ashake now. I call him Ishak. <laughs> Those those white people said, and they always bust my. That I ever tell you, I was on the um, 
I was on the boat with some cool people, white white people. Everyone on the boat was white. I was the only black person on the boat, which made for a lot of funny slavery jokes. <laughs> but that's by the way. So um, on the boat, I was I was in charge of the music. So at one point, I started playing Charlie Poppy, and I noticed that they liked it very much, and I was so shocked because <laughs> no, I played Elon Musk. <laughs> Yeah, and they were like nodding their heads. And they were Charlie Poppy even reposted. Yeah, he reposted because um, I posted it on Twitter. He posted it. It was so funny. It was the funniest thing ever. And they were just like vibing to the song. And because before I was playing like Asha, I was playing like more loveless ego, like sort of Euro Europeanized Afro beats. You guess so I was playing those smooth songs. And then I was playing Calm Down because obviously that was the most popular. Afrobeat song right now. Yeah. So, so, and then all of a sudden, I just started to play Elon Musk just to see their reaction, and they loved it. So I just, you know, sometimes it's funny. And I know another guy, also a white guy, he pronounces Ashake as Asake, and I like that pronunciation very much. Oh, no. I don't think it's not the kind of Ishaku. It, sound, it sounds like an anime character, Asake. <laughs> Yeah, wow, we are each other. I always bust my head when Shade was telling me the story, bro. Yeah, each other. Strange. Yo, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. For the information, we are recording this at 1 a.m., so everybody don't die. Yeah. Do we hear, like, I mean, sacrifice you have to take to, you know, push this podcast forward? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Hopefully, peace off as you guys are listening to it. Thank you very much. Right. Now, off my yeah. mic. Good night. Sign off.